This is Contra Radio from Contra.spot. Welcome, dear congregants, to the Sunday Sermon with me, David Jameson. The last three by-elections have been grim news for the Conservatives and excellent for Keir Starmer. They recall the extent of the victories of 1997, and yet Labour is suffering serious internal ruptures, including widespread defections from local councillors, party branches and a rebellion against Starmer's shameless support for the bombardment and invasion of Gaza, even growing in the purged parliamentary party. Scottish Labour leader Anna Sawar, London Mayor Sadiq Khan and Manchester Mayor Andy Burnham all distancing themselves from Starmer on the same day was clearly a coordinated, that is to say, factional move. It seems an extremely contradictory period. To understand it, we need to remember that historical processes move together, but at different paces. So, in one register, Starmer is helping to restore order to British politics. On another, longer register, Britain's foreign policy is in disarray with public support down to almost nothing, and threats and problems opening everywhere. Of course, when discussing British foreign policy, we are in most regards discussing US foreign policy and the British state's hopeless attachment to it. A humiliating fact since the Suez Crisis, which nonetheless helped to smooth Britain's path from empire to second-rate power, American imperial power and British compradorship now both face relative decline. So, while on the home front Labour enjoys huge electoral momentum, it is in a population where it enjoys next to no support for its headline foreign policy positions. According to YouGov, 76% of the British population support a ceasefire, and just 8% support Sunak and Starmer in opposing one. This represents another milestone in the collapse of public support for a US-orientated foreign policy, and it has real long-term consequences for the viability of the status quo. Much the same can be said to varying degrees for Labour's domestic policy platform, but in the end, foreign policy is domestic. British capitalism has been, for most of its history, highly internationalised. The British Empire helped forge the modern world, and US empire provided it with a friendly, if domineering, international environment. Starmer will come to power just as this happy situation for the British state begins to break down. This will throw innumerable problems into Starmer's lap in coming years. There's little peace coming soon to the international scene, as the consequences of multipolarity make themselves increasingly felt. Here's just a partial list of chaotic developments in the past 18 months. The Russian invasion of Ukraine. The outbreak of fresh violence in Kosovo and Serbia. The overthrow of West-friendly governments in the Sahel. Increasing tensions in the South China Sea. The ethnic cleansing of Armenians from Nagorno-Karabakh. And now a multi-faced crisis across the Middle East with Israel already bombing in Gaza, the West Bank, Lebanon, Syria and even Egypt. Various non-state actors are also fighting Western forces in Iraq, Syria and off the coast of Yemen, and firing into Israel from Syria and Lebanon. A general profusion of such conflicts now seems inevitable, 
In 2021, as the US and Britain beat a hasty retreat from Afghanistan, it was widely said that interventionism was over. Indeed, the Biden administration, naturally speaking for Britain too, made noises suggesting such large-scale and burdensome wars were a thing of the past. But the problem with having such a vast empire is that there's so much to defend, and so many opportunities to be dragged back into the quagmire. A history of the British Empire could tell the leaders of the US that, but now Britain is being towed around with the commitments of someone else's empire. These problems are imminent for the next Prime Minister. A general deterioration of Britain's global position stretches resources, tests trade relations, threatens access to key commodities and disrupts global markets. This in turn can sharpen class antagonisms. We got a taste of this process after the Russia-Ukraine war added to inflationary pressures, helping to drive the largest wave of strikes in decades. Our new, unpredictable world inaugurates endless threats of this kind. Britain has always fared well through periods of decline, adjusting pragmatically to its reduced stature and means. But these transitions were carried out by a political class of a higher quality than the one we now possess. The five Tory Prime Ministers of the last 13 years demonstrate that, and in many other regards, Britain's public institutions no longer carry the support of the population. This is why the British establishment didn't want Jeremy Corbyn as leader of the Labour Party. They couldn't tolerate someone who wasn't trusted on foreign policy in a period of rapid change. They were not quaking in their boots at the thought of a Prime Minister refinancing the NHS or rolling out better internet connection. And so they slammed the door shut on the anti-war attitudes now mainstream in the population. When those attitudes re-manifest on the streets, as they have in the last few weeks, they are naturally demonised by a fearful political class and pundit chorus. It's a painful reminder to them of how isolated their class bubble really is. For most people, what's happening in Palestine today is a horror show. The surreal and sick-making spectacle of an entire political scene united in support for a far-right Israeli government making no pretense to anything but ethnic cleansing. The official policy of Netanyahu's cabinet is to shrink Gaza, presumably by decanting its, quotes, human-animal population into the Sinai Desert. But viewed from the point of view of elite policymakers in Washington and London, it's something else the latest front in the challenges to Western primacy. In Whitehall and the newsrooms, they know they are between the anvil of public disenchantment at home and the hammer blows of rivals abroad. They are happy that Starmer has arrived with a programme of stabilisation, but it comes late in a darkening day. Want more like this? Subscribe to Contra Radio on our SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Sign up to our regular newsletter at contour.substack.com and find great articles and more at contour.scot. We really rely on listeners like you to help us grow. In return, you get access to exclusive content and events by joining our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash contourscot. 